the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening to the Town Hall Review Podcast, where we bring you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Our podcast is brought to you through partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece that I trust you'll enjoy. We have perhaps one of the best individuals possible on God's green earth to analyze the insanity we are witnessing on Capitol Hill and the flip side of the reality that is the Trump presidency. He has written the book, Donald J. Trump, a president like no other. He is the media magnet par excellence, author, historian, member of the House of Lords, Lord Conrad Black. Conrad, welcome back to America First. Very glad to be with you, Sebastian. Thanks for asking. We've been chasing each other on the John Bachelor show, appearing every yeah. night at different times on John's show, which I, is such... I think Andy McCarthy and you and I are playing sort of a tag. Tag. We are indeed the great Andy McCarthy on the fabulous John Bachelor show we were on last night. Check it out. It is... He is the master of the long-form John Bachelor on WABC, and I don't mind plugging him. Because he's a good guy. Um, you've, you've written numerous articles, fabulous pieces at one of my favorite sites. It's called American Greatness, amgreatness.com. I don't know who chooses the titles for your pieces, but uh, you've gone from calling the impeachment Farago a farce to a bloodless assassination attempt. Explain to us your, your choice of uh, adjectives for this incredible uh, circus. Well, a farce because uh, they've invented the theory that a president can be removed from office even if he has done nothing illegal, which logically means he can be removed from office for anything that an adequate majority of legislators don't approve of. Uh, and and this, this is nonsense. This is chaos. And if this was accepted, it, it would reduce the government of the United States to a more ludicrous a revolving door operation than, for example, Fourth Republic France, or, or latter Third Republic France, when President Roosevelt said to General de Gaulle, things reached the point where I, the President of the United States, could not remember the name of the current French Premier. He was changing so often, and uh, um, and and the the fact is, the President, as head of the executive branch, is sworn to execute his office, which includes the enforcement of the laws, and it is perfectly in order for him to wish to find out if a former vice president was guilty of a serious case of influence peddling in a foreign country. And he asked for information. He didn't ask for a smear job on an individual. He asked for an investigation of the facts. That's all he asked for. Right. He did it without attaching it to the timing of uh, the aid that had been voted for that regime by the Congress, and, and that aid was given in the normal delays, in the, de- delay, in the deadlines prescribed. And, uh, and the investigation didn't, in fact, as far as we know, occur. So the whole, the whole case against him was nonsense. It, and they had no probative evidence 
of their allegations, and their allegations were, in fact, not illegalities and were not impeachable. So it was nonsense. It, 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 there was utterly no point to it. It was just a smear job, and that's why I called it an attempted bloodless assassination. I thought that it might, I said, look, that's not for me to mind read. I don't know what they thought. I don't think their thinking processes are very well organized, but one assumes that their motive was that even though they knew this to be uh, nonsense, as I said, a farrago of nonsense, uh, that, that led to, as you recall, uh, uh, virtual tear-jerking uh, recitations of, of how the Ukrainians were made to suffer because of the president's desire to look into the affairs of the Biden family, when in fact it is this president who provided the uh, Ukraine with the weapons to defend themselves and Donbass gave them the right. tank weapons that stabilized the border with Russia and and uh, and gave them a bargaining position in negotiations with Russia. I mean, it, 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 but it, it was such nonsense aggregated up for so long that it, I think it qualifies as an attempt to destroy the political capital of the incumbent president, destroy his uh, credibility, as Mr. Nixon's was destroyed, for example, and uh, and therefore was an attempted bloodless assassination. I, if I may add a thing that you didn't ask about, and I'm just being gratuitous. Please. I am awfully tired of these elegiacal comments of how brilliantly followed the the law was and the appropriate impeachment procedures with Mr. Nixon. He was crucified, too. There's no yes. evidence that he committed any offenses, and he was a great president. No, absolutely. And one of the things that truly makes you a Renaissance individual is that you're incredibly successful in the private sector in business with Holiday International, the Daily Telegraph, Chicago Sun-Times, but also you've written real history books on current presidents, on past presidents, including FDR. From the perspective of historian of the republic, this is a cheapening of of impeachment as the founding fathers envisaged, envisaged it. But what is Conrad Black's estimation of the long-term damage that the use of impeachment for purely political purposes will do to the American nation-state? I think a lot rides on how the Chief Justice handles this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is clear that now that there will not be uh, an approval of, uh, of new witnesses, and that therefore uh, the the entire attempt will collapse in the next few days. It's not for me to advise Senator McConnell on how to wind it down, but I, but I assume if all else fails, he'll just hold the Senate in session until all Schumer's spurious amendments have been disposed of, and, and then call, and then the Chief Justice will call a vote. But if the Chief Justice, and, and, and we have, I think, no doubt at all that the President will be acquitted, but if the Chief, and never did have any doubt of that, but if the Chief Justice then adds an arbiter dictum in which he states that this is a dangerous tendency, that this was the use of the impeachment process in what in the book of practice legally would be called frivolous and vexatious litigation, that it was a an irresponsible thing for the House of Representatives to vote articles of impeachment that were that were not impeachable offenses, were not illegalities, had no chance of adoption and therefore must have been conceived and put forward for uh, um, 
purposes and motivations that are not respectable and not responsible. And he makes that statement and says that the continuation of that in, in, in the affairs of the country would be extremely dangerous. It would disrupt government. It would uh, trivialize a procedure that was meant to be a last resort for removal of a president who was grossly uh, offended the whole principle of Republican government and the equal che- system of checks and balances distributed between the three co-equal branches of government. It was, it was designed to prevent that, a virtual coup d'etat from occurring. It was not designed uh, for, for, the, for this kind of spurious partisan purpose. And, and if the lesson of the undesirability of such recourse is not taken on board, the, uh, the consequences for the country will be extremely serious and will destabilize the political system. Uh, and, and it'll just be the attempted criminalization of policy differences in a manner that has no basis in law or fact. And, and the, the results of such a thing would be terrible. If he says anything like that, uh, I think that will be the disincentive uh, that, that, that we're hoping for from continuation of this. Now, I'm speaking as one who who believes that all four of the attempted impeachments of presidents uh, were, were mistaken and should not have happened. The Andrew Johnson one was nonsense. I don't, I don't think it was uh, the correct procedure of Mr. Nixon, uh, although I acknowledge that he made it easier for his critics. Hold, hold that thought. We'll, we'll stay on Nixon and proceed with the other manifesto. He's Lord Conrad Black. Follow him on Twitter right now, Conrad M. Black. Conrad, uh, you were telling us, you gave a very iconoclastic uh, take on impeachments. You said you, you don't agree with any of the ones America has gone through. No, well, the, the, the Johnson, Andrew Johnson one was just radical reconstructionist uh, in the North wanting to treat the South as, as a hostile foreign power, not a place to reintegrate into the Union. And, and uh, they, I, I think everyone agrees they shouldn't have tried, they shouldn't have impeached the president. And uh, in the Nixon case, it didn't, it didn't actually get to a vote in the House, but right. because the president resigned. But uh, I was going to say that, that he, he did it because of his incompetent handling of the Watergate investigation. He cooperated with his enemies. But even after all these years, there's no evidence that he committed any uh, illegalities personally. There's Correct. No probative evidence of that. And he was an outstanding president. That's why he won by 18 million votes, the biggest margin. Even though the electorate has doubled in size, it's still the biggest margin in history and of the United States. And, and I found it really outrageous that that uh, Schiff and, uh, kept referring to Nixon having cheated in his election. He won by 18 million votes for heaven's sake. He didn't cheat in the election. And, and um, uh, the, and the Clinton thing, uh, I mean, I, I basically agree with the verdict. I, I, there seems to be little doubt that he did lie to a grand jury about his extramarital sex life, but I don't think that's the sort of thing that you remove a president from office for. It's tawdry, but it's certainly not something that disqualifies him from being president. If it did, incidentally, there would be a number of other presidents who would have... Uh, <laughs> But 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 those other presidents didn't necessarily suborn others to commit perjury as well, like Bill Clinton did. No, and then then I look. I I don't want to get too much into this, but I I think they confined themselves to adults too. They didn't, you know, they didn't hustle it out with interns around the president's desk. But that that's another issue. But but it's not an impeachable thing, I think. But this is just complete nonsense. There was never anything to it. Nothing. And, and what lunacy 
it, it, it was required to, in, to, to rip itself into the minds of these Democratic leaders to think they could actually make anything useful of this for themselves in, in making spurious charges of, of, of matters that, even if he'd done them, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have been impeachable anyway. Uh, and think they could carry this off and smear the president's reputation with it. I just don't know. It, it is a serious matter, objectively, when uh, one of the two historically co-equal parties, I mean, they're, they're basically over time half the people are Republican and half are Democratic, and, and both sides come to bat, and we have to have one of them suddenly possessed of lunacy like this, supported <laughs> by 90% of the national media. Is 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 a you know it's a phenomenon that is unpleasant and the implications of it are are very negative. Now it's not going to work. It's going to be a disaster as it deserves to be, but it still is a worrisome thing to happen. Right. Let's let's avoid for a second. Let's let's move on from this party possessed, which I think is a fabulous description. Let's talk about reality. Uh, you wrote a piece recently for the website American Greatness Greatness dot com. Europe fusses and fidgets while Trump defends. America. This was regarding the Soleimani strike uh, against uh, Iran. Um, the president, in, in this week as impeachment is going, has signed the USMCA. Prior to that, closed the first phase trade deal with China. And now uh, we have a, a peace plan for the Middle East that's actually substantive. This is a remarkable set of achievements in, in just the first term, is it not? Extraordinary. I, I, I put it to you and to your listeners, Sebastian, that in the whole history of the country, even though he has almost a year to go in this, in this first term, uh, the only first terms in the history of the country that, that are as accomplished or more than this one by President Trump are Franklin D. Roosevelt's first term. Mm-hmm. I think you have to give Abraham Lincoln his, and yes. he effectively won the Civil War. And, uh, and and Mr. Nixon's, which is why he won by 18 million votes. Uh, they, they, they were uh, – Trump's is on that scale. It's just four uh, of the uh, – of what, what we've had, 44 presidents. So it's four out of, four, out of 44. It's the top nine percentile, I guess. Right. And, uh, and, and, and he has had to do it with, with the sp- – Furious investigations conducted and this constant effort by the national media to portray him as somebody morally unfit to hold the office and even a usurper of the office. And uh, it's been a, a, a remarkable feat. The president has revealed himself, as we, I guess, suspected he was, but more than even I, and I've known him a long time, would have expected, uh, the supreme single combat warrior. And it never <laughs> seems to discourage him. I mean, the, so, the, so as somebody who did eight, business with Donald Trump in his past life, it surprised even you, his tenacity and capacity to achieve what he's achieved, surprised even Lord Conrad Black? Uh, yes, I mean, I knew he, look, we could see he was a fighter. You could see he was ingenious. He's a man of great stamina. We knew all that. But uh, not only have the pressures of office not wearied him or worn him down, but uh, the, the, the endless, uh, fierce animosity, such as the quote you put on at the beginning from poor old Joe Scarborough, uh, all of that constantly in, in the, the, the ambience in which he operates and these nonsensical investigations conducted by the Andrew Weissmans of serpents slithering around uh, through the grass trying to find anything to 
tarnish or destroy him with. And, and it, it all seems to energize him more. I mean, I can't even understand how he keeps up the physical pace he does. He, uh, and he, he was uh, out in Des Moines last night, and the, uh, the day before he was unveiling his peace plan with the Prime Minister of Israel. And that, I, you know, he, it is even allowing for the fact that he flies in a very comfortable plane and so on. It, it's it, he's a man of, of, of uh, seventy. Three, yes. rising 74, uh, of indefatigable energy. I, I said it when I was in the White House and after I left, and I was, what was I? I was 48 when I was in the White House. If I had a quarter, if I had 25% of that 72-year-old man's energy at my age, I would be a happy puppy because I never saw, we never, none of us ever saw him tired. He never said to us, get at me a triple espresso because I, I need to take a nap if I don't get one truly remarkable and also one thing guys look at the photographs of donald trump in the last three and a half years he's getting younger it's crazy if the president and if you look at if there's no exogenous external crisis if the trend lines continue if he's acquitted and the economy just keeps on growing in 276 days it's hard to imagine donald trump not being re-elected as our 45th president for a second term if that's the case is it too much to hope that the establishment's back will be broken and that the quote-unquote elite that has really betrayed American interests on both both left and the right for at least 30 years, that there will be some some reform? Or, or is it just a waiting game and they're going to wait until he finally leaves the Oval Office? What's, what's your expectation? Uh, I, I think I, I think you'll get um, first of all he'll get a honeymoon which he didn't get three years ago. Really, when he was elected uh, the, the majority opinion and the, on the almost everybody unanimous opinion in the media was it was a usurpation or a freakish result, a disaster impended. He was a, a misogynist, a racist, right. an incompetent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's clearly none of that. It's been a very successful presidency. And, uh, and 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 he will now get if in the event you, which I agree I think he's almost certain to be reelected but and and with a sizable margin uh, he will get the honeymoon that every incoming president should should have you know and and in that atmosphere I think you'll get the grace of conversion a lot of the normally reasonable people who who had taken against Trump for. For for reasons of flocking together with a conventional wisdom and their shock and the and the unexpected result, will will rally to him and say, "Well, look here, he's the twice chosen president. He's clearly much more capable than we thought. You know, let's let's not only give him a chance, but do what we can to, to help him if we, if we have the ability to do it. And and you'll get a lot of that. Uh, and then, but he, there will also be a task of driving out the 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 really extreme fanatical resistance. I mean, if I may, without taking too many liberties, uh, take a historical analysis. Yes, like the last battles in the Pacific War, where Iwo Jima and Okinawa were finally at the end of it all, when, when they were just rubble heaps, the Marines had to storm into, into uh, basements and caves and exterminate the enemy with flamethrowers. Uh, there will be an element of that required, not literally, of course, not talking about killing people, but rooting out and getting out of the key parts of the administration enemies of what 
the people have elected this president and then will have reelected them today. Are, are you talking about the uh, the deep state, Conrad? I don't use that phrase because it makes it, uh, in the first place, I, I, I'm not as familiar with Washington as you are. I, I've never lived there, and I've often been there, but I, I've never got into it that much. And, and so I, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's an easy target for our opponents to portray as conspiratorial nonsense. But I, I'm certainly talking about embedded uh, embedded animosity and systematic obstructionism of what the people have elected uh, an administration to do. And, and uh, some of, of their antics have contributed to these false and, in my opinion, probably felonious um, attempts to impute illegal conduct to the president himself and, and many of the people associated with him. Uh, and and that has to be rooted out. I don't think we need to have a, a complete change of everybody in government every time the party changes. Um, but I think sometimes a pretty drastic change is required. That's what President Andrew Jackson did, and um, and uh, and sometimes you need to do that. And, and I, I think that you see the twenty years, the last twenty years of government prior to the Trump inauguration were, in my opinion, the worst period of incompetent government in American history. Worse than the 10 years before the Civil War and worse than the three terms between Wilson and Roosevelt. But not only incredible incompetence, but melded with the belief that they are so right and that they have the answers. A complete denial their capacity to be obnoxiously obtuse about their own ignorance is truly remarkable. Let me remind all our listeners, the Vindman brothers are still serving in the National Security Council. We have been talking to none other than Lord Conrad Black. His incredible book is Donald J. Trump, a president like no other. Read his writings at American Greatness, amgreatness.com, and follow him on Twitter, Conrad M. Black. God bless you, Conrad. Thank you for joining us here on America First. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. They are really the best and the brightest contending for the values we share. Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure that the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Presidential candidates Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, and Mike Bloomberg all claim they're proposing a moderate, less disruptive approach to health care reform called the public option, a government policy offered as an alternative to private health insurance. These have been presented as more modest solutions relative to Medicare for all. Don't believe it. A public option could increase the federal deficit, destabilize the market for private health insurance, while threatening overall health care quality and choice. By 2049, the public option could be the third most expensive government program in the nation, behind only Medicare and Social Security. Of course, the public option would also quickly displace employer-based and other private insurance. The result? Longer wait times, narrower provider networks, and reduced consumer choice. Policymakers may yet find the middle ground in health care reform, but don't be fooled. A government-run public option is not it. I'm Lon Hee Chen. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.